Hey folks, Andrew Packer here and welcome to Trading Tips. In today's video, I want to talk a little bit about some of the strategy and advice that you might be expecting from Warren Buffett. Obviously, is one of the wealthiest people in the history of mankind, and as someone who has made that wealth strictly through investing, a lot of his ideas are very heavily followed, and a lot of folks will buy into a company simply because he's been reporting that he's been buying shares for his investment vehicle, Berkshire Hathaway. And when it comes to Warren Buffett, whether it's something that he says in an interview or whether it's something that you read about him, there's really only one word that comes away to describe. That word is value. Warren Buffett is all about value. From some of his earliest interviews and some of his earliest discussions and some of his, his earliest lifetime of trading and investing, it's been about value. And while a lot of people say that you know Warren Buffett's kind of somewhat behind the times today, uh, in a lot of ways his understanding of value is bringing him rapidly up to the times, as we'll explain in a little bit. So let's talk first about young Warren Buffett. He got a lot of his ideas about investing. Uh, first, he started trading the market. He was looking for chart patterns, looking for just ways to kind of swing and make some profits here and there when he was very young. And then he came across the book, uh, The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. And this really sort of revolutionized his way of thinking because Ben Graham looked at stocks as fractional ownership of companies. And when you're talking about fractional ownership of companies, you're thinking, if I'm going to invest in this company, I'm essentially becoming a passive business partner. I want to know what the company's sales are and their earnings. I want to know what the value of all of their assets are. I want to know what all their liabilities are. All of these factors that kind of go into, you know, what makes this business a good investment or not. Warren Buffett loved this idea. And Benjamin Graham was very big on what he called net-net investing, which was looking for companies that were trading essentially below the value of cash on their balance sheets or the value of their company minus the value of any assets that they had. He was really looking for companies that could essentially liquidate and be worth more than what they were currently going for. And that's a very kind of deep value strategy, albeit one from more of an accounting perspective. So when Warren Buffett's started out, he was following the strategy, looking for these net-net opportunities, and there were a lot more of them back in the day. Uh, obviously, before the internet, people couldn't just run a stock screen and find these net-net opportunities when they do occasionally pop up. So there were a lot more of them, but you had to do a lot of digging, a lot of research, and figure out exactly how a company could unlock that value by selling off assets or distributing its cash via special dividends or things of that nature. So when Warren Buffett started out on his own and left under the tutelage of Ben Graham and started his own fund, his idea of value shifted from this kind of net-net deep in the numbers accounting uh, a little more into ideas like insurance. And Warren Buffett's spoken incredibly over the years, volumes, about the benefits of the insurance industry. It's highly regulated, and that might turn some folks off, but because it's regulated, they tend to you know, have a very conservative management structure. Uh, but more importantly, with an insurance company, they'll take in premiums now that they have to pay out later, or they might not even ever have to pay out later, depending on what type of insurance product they have. So they get this money that's not really theirs, but they get to invest it in the meantime, and that's essentially you know, interest-free money that they can invest. This, this pool of money is called a float, and for Warren Buffett, it's been huge. And it's why some of the biggest positions in Berkshire Hathaway over the years have grown up to become companies like Geico and uh, you know, National Re and some of these, these other big insurance names. But once Buffett met up with Charlie Munger, his idea of value also shifted away even further from the net-net, you know, deep in the numbers stuff into 
brands. Now, brands are obviously a very powerful idea. It's the idea that you're not just going out for a burger, you're going out to McDonald's or Burger King. You're not just going to get a soda, you're going to get a Coke or a Pepsi. When you have brands, you have something that people want to gravitate towards, and they're willing to pay a little more money than the generic product to do so. And even though it's just a little bit more, over time, that value will add up. And for the company that has that branding power, even though they might be spending a ton of money on advertising, Coca-Cola sure still does, despite its huge market share and number one position. The fact of the matter is, you know, when people are gravitating towards that, and when you're just constantly out there in people's minds, you know, you're just creating this fantastic cycle that's going to be very rewarding to the company and therefore its shareholders. So Warren Buffett got into brands. But let's get into what he's doing today, because today it's another shift in the idea of value, and that's uh, his position in Apple. Now, when Warren Buffett started buying Apple a few years ago, people were saying, oh, he's finally catching up with some of the tech names. And to some extent, that's true. Apple is a little bit of a tech name. But it's really a consumer branding play, and it's a culture, because you have people who are doing things on their iPhones and iPads and iPods, and they have this whole inward and connected activity that they do, and it really brings people together in a way that's kind of above and beyond the power of just a traditional brand like like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. So company like Apple, you know, they're not just building, you know, a, a company where we're just kind of repeat selling things. They're building an entire culture behind it where people are like, here's this amazing thing I shot on my iPhone this weekend. You know, here's what I'm listening to on my iPod this week. There's this entire culture behind it that Warren Buffett's getting into. And he's even recently said in recent years, you know, he's kind of missed out on some names like Amazon and Google because they didn't fit into the traditional value metrics that, that go into kind of the numbers like earnings and uh, profit margin and things like that that a lot of other you know, traditional companies do. Now, it's pretty difficult to, to measure companies like Google or Amazon or even sometimes Apple just using these traditional measures, but you know, looking at, at how you would define value and more importantly, investing is about looking into the future and looking forward. It's clear that companies like Apple are gonna continue to kind of build that culture. They're gonna continue to keep their existing customer base and they're gonna find new ways to innovate and delight like the new Apple TV that they're rolling out or some of the other new kind of back-end service type things, which in addition to kind of keeping the culture going, uh, it also helps improve the company's profit margins because now they're not manufacturing iPhones and they're dependent on sales of that. So when we talk about value, it's kind of got a very big and broad definition. And looking at where the market is in the 21st century, a lot of technology companies can fall into value plays because of the wealth that they can continue to create going forward in the years and decades ahead. About 10 years ago, before the end of the financial crash, some of the biggest companies on earth were, were just energy companies. You had companies like ExxonMobil and PetroChina that were the biggest by market cap. Today, it's companies like Apple and it's companies like Google and Amazon that are these big trillion dollar companies now. I mean, the world's changed very quickly in, in 10 years and tech might just be where the value is because that's also where some of the biggest companies on the market are now. So looking at, at value and looking at you know, Warren Buffett's advice, yeah, he might actually, you know, if he were younger and had less capital to invest and were looking for some bigger trades out there, he'd probably go with some of those big tech names out there to take advantage of, of their growth potential and what they can do for investors over the next few years. So that'll wrap things up for this edition of Trading Tips. Until next time, I'm Andrew Packer, wishing you good trading and good financial health.